This is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our LA Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 225 of Rams Up. Man, getting close to the start of the regular season. Can almost smell it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really exciting. Man, this Rams team could go in a lot of different directions. And we can only hope for the best at this point. After a dreadful preseason, still a lot of promising signs. A lot of things to be optimistic about. And that's how I'm going to approach this season hoping for the best, thinking this Rams team can be competitive. What do I have for you this episode? We're going to get through some Ram ruminations here real quick. Then we are going to continue our player focus. Made sense to me to take a look at our new practice squad kicker. That's right. Our practice squad kicker, Brett Maurer, he'll be elevated for the game and on the act of 48, obviously, but the Rams made an interesting and wise decision, actually to put him on the practice squad for now. We are also going to continue our opponent focus series. We've talked about the Steelers, Cardinals, Seahawks, several other teams that are on the Rams slate this year. How about we take a look at the 49ers, our friends from up north, the team that we beat in the 2021 NFC Championship game on our way to that Super Bowl victory Just wanted to point that out one more time. A little bit of disheartening news on the Rams front. Cooper Cup apparently suffering a hamstring, uh, aggravating the existing hamstring injury. What I don't get is, you know, hey, what's this guy doing even out there on the field? The Rams should just shelve him until, I say, 10 o'clock Sunday morning on opening day. Can we do that? Hopefully he's not out there running vertical routes for Matthew Stafford. Take a seat, Cooper. (laughs) I think you know the playbook. You know how to beat NFL defenses. Just nurse that hamstring and be ready on Sunday morning, please. Sunday afternoon, we will need him. Uh, We could beat the Seahawks without him, I suppose. But, man, it'd be nice to have Cooper Cup on our side in a 2023 opener against a divisional opponent. Big game for the Rams because after that, they get the 49ers and the Bengals. I thought I'd take a quick look at where we stand with our 2024 draft picks after this trade with the Steelers. And it doesn't really change the outlook that much. We give up a fourth for a fifth in 2024. And what do we have? We we are projected to have 10 picks at this point. We have our own first third, and fifth, plus the Steelers' fifth that we got in the Dotson trade, no fourth-round pick. We have a pick from the Broncos in the sixth round for that Kenny Young trade, plus two projected comp picks in the sixth round, and two projected comp picks in the seventh round. We do not have our own sixth or seventh-round pick, so that's a total of 10. And that's the one thing I didn't really like about that trade, uh, hopefully Dotson works out and we'll forget all about this. But uh, next year of all years is the year I do not want to be given up a fourth round pick. 
at all. When I first heard about this trade, I thought maybe we'd be giving up a straight up seventh pick, which would be more to my liking. But it is what it is. We're going to start hearing about the Rams having no picks next year pretty soon. But they'll have 10 in all likelihood, barring any additional trades. Kevin Petra, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Patra or Petra, NFL.com. He was picking a projected new Pro Bowl player for each team. And before I read the answer, I always do this to see if I can come up with an unbiased uh, view of my own. I'm thinking, is he going to maybe say Kobe Durant? Or would it be Byron Young? Or Ethan Evans would be the obvious one to me. The guy is a beast. And he selected Cam Akers. And my first uh, response was, no, I don't really see it. But then I took a quick look at the NFL, the NFC running back situation. And it's much like the quarterback situation. Most of the good ones are in the other division. So who does Cam Akers have to compete with? I'm probably going to leave out some guys, but off the top of my head, Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker, the rookie, Bijan Robinson in Atlanta, Alvin Kamara. There's probably a couple of others. So it's not really that far-fetched if Cam Akers uh, has a year like he like he did. Like if he starts this year like he finished last year, he could be well on his way to a Pro Bowl. A lot of that will depend on how the Rams do, of course. The Rams announced their captains, five on offense, three on defense. Uh, Havenstein, Cup, Stafford, Higby, and Skowronik on offense. Fuller. Jones and Donald on defense and Fuller, man, he's a leader. Not surprised he's there. Skyronic kind of surprised me, but hey, what do I know about what goes on in these locker rooms? Uh, but those are the Rams captains for better or worse. Not sure how much. I really care about that, to be honest with you, but there it is. And one other note, I forgot to mention it last episode. One Ram that was waived was picked up by another team, and that player was Quindell Johnson. He was picked up by the Bears, and do not be surprised if we cross paths with him. At some point, Quindell Johnson looked like an NFL-ready safety to me, and uh, hopefully he sticks with the Bears. He's a good player. Hey, Ram fans, let's do a deep dive into the Rams roster. I'm calling this roster by the numbers. I scraped some data out of it, and I thought I'd share it with you just for fun. Okay, so we got 53 players on this roster. That's including Oshan Mathis, not including Brett Maurer for the time being. He's on the practice squad. 15 rookies on this roster, 14 of them drafted. The one undrafted rookie, that would be long snapper Alex Ward. How many players on this roster were drafted by the Rams? A total of 37 That's including, by the way, John Johnson, who left and came back. And they have five players that were drafted by other teams. They would be Matthew Stafford, Witherspoon, the cornerback, Hunter Long, Demarcus Robinson, and Kevin Dotson, meaning that three of them uh, came over by trade and two by free agency. How many players on this roster were undrafted, 11 total, that's including Alex Ward. And how many players with less than three years experience? I came up with 26, that's uh, 11 plus the 15 rookies. 
Uh, before the uh, early in camp, I talked about the universities that were best represented on this roster. And uh, I came up with uh, Georgia and TCU leading the pack. And they still do. We have four players from Georgia, three from TCU. I also looked at uh, college teammates. How many players on this roster played together in college? Uh, well, obviously, Steve Avila and Trey Tomlinson at TCU, opposite sides of the ball, of course. Ben Skowronik and Kyron Williams played together at Notre Dame, both on offense. Warren McClendon protected Stetson Bennett at Georgia. And Sean Jolly and Nick Hampton, teammates at Appalachian State for at least one year, possibly two. And the same thing with Alaric Jackson and Zach Van Valkenburg. They should have had one year, possibly two, crossover at Iowa. And worth mentioning, interestingly, Ethan Evans, the punter drafted out of Wingate, I did a little research on this and from what I can tell, he is the second player ever drafted out of Wingate. The first one, the only other one, the Saints drafted cornerback David Jones out of Wingate in 2007. Well, it seems pretty obvious if we're going to restart our player focus series we should be talking about Brett Maurer, our new practice squad kicker. That's right. He's on the practice squad for now. He'll be elevated to the 53 and 48 active players against Seattle for sure. At least I would hope that's the plan. And uh, what do we know about Brett? What's the history with him? He played college ball at the University of Nebraska, and then he played for the Jets and the Cowboys, bounced over the, to the Canadian Football League, came back to the NFL, played for the Browns, Washington, Arizona, and the Saints, and then finally with the Cowboys. And then he had that infamous game last year in the playoffs. I mentioned it last pod. I wasn't sure when he missed those four extra points. It was actually in the playoff game last year against the Bucks. Four extra points missed, and fortunately, it didn't hurt the Cowboys. Uh, they kind of blew the bucks out in that one, but it was a bad look for an experienced NFL kicker. This is a guy that has hit a 63-yard field goal, so you know he has the leg. You know he has, can produce in the NFL. He's been in some pressure situations, although that last look against the Cowboys for the Cowboys against the Bucks was not a good one. On his career, he's played in 54 games, 94 field goals out of 116 attempts, 128 out of 134 on extra points. So that's the scoop on Brett Maurer. Comes to the Rams, a little bit of a rehab job. Uh, the Rams decided not to go with an unproven young guy. Uh, feel a little bit better about an experienced guy that's had some recent hiccups as opposed to bringing in a fresh face, a college kid that <laughs> we just, we'd be just as nervous with that situation as if we had Tanner Brown out there, I think. Maybe they should bring on another kicker to the practice squad at some point. We'll see how it goes with Brett Maurer. A lot riding on him, a lot riding on his ability to hit field goals. And 
in Seattle in that opener. That's a crazy place, the 12th man. They'll be fully aware of Brett Maurer's situation, so hopefully the Rams can get him squared away and we'll solve this kicker problem. Solve the problem that we inherited when Matt Gay left via free agency. Rams spent a lot of time trying to figure it out. Brought in two undrafted rookies, settled on Tanner Brown really quickly, and that didn't work out. So the Brett Maurer era begins for the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, I thought it would be a good time to restart our opponent focus series. We've talked about a bunch of teams the Rams are going to play this year already. One team we have not talked about, our good friends from up north, the San Francisco 49ers. An interesting team, as always. One of the best rosters in the league. They do have some issues. Let's get into it. First of all, let's revisit Historically, what has happened between these teams, the Niners hold a 77 to 68 edge, 77 wins, 68 losses, and three ties over the Rams. The last time they played, 49ers beat a depleted Ram team 31 to 14. Any games that should be mentioned? Well, I always like to talk about the 2021 NFC Championship game. That was. You know, it's got to be any Ram fan that's got to be one of your favorite games of all time, right? The uh, Rams come back and win that game 20 to 17. And I'll never forget all of those 49er fans streaming out of that stadium, streaming out of SoFi, so forlorn. Oh, it was a, I really felt bad for them, to be honest with you. Um, But uh, that was, that was probably. Uh, that game, there's another game I remember quite well, and that was uh, Isaac Bruce's big performance against the 49ers after uh, many year- losing seasons against them. He went off on the greatest show on turf and almost single-handedly buried the 49ers. Last year, what did the 49ers do? Well, they finished 13-4, and won the NFC West. They beat the Seahawks in the playoffs in the first round, the wildcard game. 41 to 23, came back and beat the Cowboys 19 to 12, and then lost to the Eagles in the NFC Championship, once again falling one game short of the Super Bowl, and that was largely due to their decision to carry two active quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy gets hurt, Josh Johnson suffers a concussion, and hey, Kyle Shanahan's offense is pretty easy to quarterback. But you need to throw the ball a little bit, and Christian McCaffrey was not the answer. And that was the end of the season for the 49ers, sad to say. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. 
Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. How were they? What type of team were they last year? They were the fifth team on offense. If you go by yards per game, a little bit better rushing the ball than passing the ball. Um, Defensively, they were clearly one of the best in the league. Um, Extremely difficult to run the ball against, and uh, they were second in that department only to the Tennessee Titans. Player stats, Jimmy G threw for 2,400 yards. Brock Purdy added another almost 1,400. McCaffrey, a midseason addition, and he finished with, um, he played in 11 games, had 746 yards rushing. He had six TDs rushing and another four receiving, so he became a big part of that offense very quickly. And in the passing game, they had the big three, right? Ayuk, over 1,100 yards receiving. He seems to get better and better. Each year just gets a little bit better. Debo Samuel, 632 yards receiving, even though he missed four games. Now, the prior year, he was much more involved in the rushing game. They tapered that off a little bit, I think, at his request. And I suspect he will run even less next year, assuming... McCaffrey stays healthy the whole year. Uh, He's going to carry the burden there. On defense, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw combined for 257 tackles, and they are the cornerstone, the meat of that great defense. And uh, they both come back. And Nick Bosa, who is apparently about to end his holdout from what I hear, led the league with 18 and a half sacks. Nothing to sneeze at there. A very good defensive end. On the coaching side, Kyle Shanahan entering his seventh year. His record, career record, 58 wins, 49 losses, a 542 winning percentage. And their defensive coordinator is the old Cardinals coach, Steve Wilkes. And maybe worth noting, The old Charger coach, Anthony Lynn, is their running back coach. In the draft, they didn't have a lot of draft picks, none until the third round, thanks to that infamous Trey Lance deal. But what did they do? In the third round, they took a safety and a kicker. The safety, Jair Brown, out of Penn State, the kicker, considered the best kicker in the draft, Jake Moody. But, hey, a lot of people say never take a kicker in the draft, period. Absolutely don't take one in the third round. And it seems like the more and more teams that the earlier they take a kicker, it's almost like the more likely they're going to fail. And Jake Moody is struggling. They also have Zane Gonzalez there. Last I heard, they were both banged up. And Kyle Shanahan saying they may need to go to plan B or is it plan C as far as the kicker, even if they're healthy. Not a lot of confidence in Jake Moody at this point. Zane Gonzalez was a pretty good kicker. He's their fallback plan, but he's got to get healthy too. Free agent additions. Uh, they added defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, so he's going to even improve that defense even more. He comes over from the Eagles. Quarterback Sam Darnold, who beat out Trey Lance for QB2, 
and is, you know, he's not far behind Brock Purdy in, uh, in my opinion. And I don't know if there'd be a big difference. This offense is so quarterback friendly. The quarterbacks in this offense pretty much know who's going to be open. Lot, not a lot of decision making to stick to the plan and make the throw. And um, Brock Purdy's got that arm issue coming back from that. But I think Sam Darnold's a good backup plan. They also brought in defensive defensive end Khalil Kalelin Farrell. That's fun to say. And, of course, I already mentioned Zane Gonzalez. And who'd they lose? They lost some significant guys. Jimmy Ward, the guy that, remember, he got into it with OBJ, uh, and he was very uh, adamant about his dislike for the Rams. Uh, Jimmy G's over there with the Raiders, and he was quoted the other day. They asked him how he felt about how the 49ers had handled the Trey Lance situation, and Jimmy came back at the reporter, how do you think they handled it and insinuated, didn't really mince words, uh, basically said the 49ers really have some dysfunction going on uh, in some areas and some of it, how, how they deal with their quarterbacks over the years, really some issues there. Samson Ekubam, the ex-Ram, is now with the Colts. Mike McGlinchey, Mike McGlinchey, the offensive lineman moves over to the Broncos and Robbie Good, the uh, kicker, who he has hurt the Rams so many times. Kind of glad he <laughs> the 49ers moved on from him. I think he's in his 40s now, still a free agent. And then, of course, tr the Trey Lance departure. Their key players, most of them I already mentioned, really. You know, Brock Purdy's their quarterback, Debo Samuel, uh, such a weapon. Christian McCaffrey, one of the most versatile running backs in the league. He is just so electric, so dangerous uh, if you're a defense. One of the best left tackles in the league, Trent Williams. Getting up there in years, though. And then Brandon Ayuk. And I have to mention Greg Kittle. He's a guy that it seems like every time the Rams play the 49ers, he makes a play. He makes a painful catch to hurt the Rams. And then on defense, three guys I already noticed, really, Nick Boza, who I'm sure will be back for the opener. He's still holding out. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. I, I always like to talk about Ram and SoCal Connections. Uh, they have Sam Darnold out of USC, as, as is Drake Jackson, the second-year defensive end, and uh, offensive lineman Jake Brendel out of UCLA. What are my fearsome four keys to their season? Well, if... Number one, and this one really stands out above the rest, is can Brock Purdy hold steady? And there's two things, uh, two areas to be concerned about, two perspectives I have on Brock Purdy. One, is the rest of the league going to get a, uh, a handle on him uh, second time around, get a read on him, uh, defensive coordinators and, and defenses in general, sometimes second time around, figure quarterbacks out, figure out what their weaknesses are, figure out what their strengths are and take them away if they can. Kind of like uh, batters the second time uh, through the lineup against a pitcher. Sometimes it's a different story. And then there's the injury aspect with his arm. How healthy is that arm? And we can only guess, if you're a 49er fan, hope that it's really ready to go and he doesn't take another hit early in the season that could be devastating for him. And so that's my number one concern, and that should be a 49er fan's number one concern. 
The second concern that you have to have for the 49ers is their offensive line. This roster is stacked, uh, offense and defense, but you can't really say that about the defensive line. After Trent Williams, there's some real questions about this team, and uh, you know they rely on the quick passes, and, and that's their pass. That's their uh, get-out-of-jail-free uh, card. If they have a weak defensive line, they have an offense that really is up-tempo. Once the ball snapped, get rid of the ball quickly. Quarterback knows where the ball's going. But still, you know, as the Rams found out last year, offensive line is critical to a team's long-term success. And this offensive line is probably not even average. And depth-wise, uh, you know, look at the Rams' depth. Depth, it, it's it's not. You know, they have a lot of depth along the offensive line, in my opinion. Guys that I would feel comfortable stepping in as starters can't say the same about the 49ers. The third thing I would be concerned about, a, a minor concern, how good are their cornerbacks? And the fourth thing, and I hate to jinx a guy, but hey, you know what? The 49ers are, are kind of jinxed, and I'll talk about that in a second. Christian McCaffrey has has a really significant injury history and we'll see if he can get through a whole year without getting hurt. Um, if he does not, if he is unable to last this season, is unable to stay healthy, especially late in the year and in the playoffs, uh, that could really doom the 49ers' chances. I mean, they can lean on their defense to some degree, but losing Christian McCaffrey and having a mediocre offensive line is not a good recipe for the thing that they the only thing that's going to satisfy the 49er fan base 49er ownership and that's a super bowl win their schedule is pretty middle of the pack 15th overall um the thing i noticed about their schedule is i don't think there's really a significant stretch of difficult or easy games it's pretty balanced they get their bye week week 9 that's not a bad spot to have it uh, that opener against the Steelers, that's a game that, you know, watch out for the Steelers in that game. I'm actually picking the Steelers. Not sure what the odds are at this point, but Steelers are going to be better than people think. They always are, right? You always think this is the year the Steelers are going to take a step back. Maybe not this year. Quarterback looks pretty good. They've got some nice additions there. Always have a great pass rush. Not the ideal spot for Brock Purdy to make his return. Their over-under win total is 10.5, and, and I think I'd probably take 11. I'd go with 11-6 and six at this point. Um, I think uh, they're the type of team that I think is um, going to be obviously competitive in every game, but I think they do have just enough holes and just enough question marks that uh, they're going to find a way to lose a few games. My final word on them is just great players sprinkled across this roster. I do not see a scenario where they do not make the playoffs. They're going to be a playoff team almost for sure. Even if Brock Purdy is a little disappointing, even if Joey Bosa were to hold out, probably not going to happen at this point, even if their third-round kicker is a choke artist, even if Christian McCaffrey gets dinged up and misses part of the season, they're just too good at too many positions uh, to miss the playoffs. But they do have issues, the suspect offensive line, that secondary I mentioned. But the biggest hurdle for me, and 
I think a lot of you will agree with me on this. The 49ers seem to be a team that they just seem to be jinxed between Kyle Shanahan and his adventures in big-time games, what happened to them against the Rams, against the Chiefs, and then against the Eagles. It's been a long time since they won a Super Bowl, and they just seem to be they seem to run into just weird situations that cost them games and they fall short. And that's what I'm predicting this year. I think they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to be a very formidable opponent. But I just have a feeling this Super Bowl uh, losing streak or this streak of falling short of the ultimate goal, adding to the 49ers Super Bowl trophy case, uh, it's not going to end this year. Going to be another heartbreak ending for the 49ers this year. I know it's early to be making these predictions, but hey, that's what we do just for fun. And hey, I'm a Ram fan. I'm a homer. I will never, ever pick the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. So that's all I'm going to say about that. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track tribe Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. Hama.